You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Um, so this week, um, we were kicking around ideas to do, and one of the things we realized in six years of the podcast that we haven't done a podcast on is the uh, story of the prodigal son found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, uh, verses 11 through 32. And we felt like this would be kind of a good time to talk about this, just because, well, we needed something to talk about in Zach's annual conference, and I'm obviously getting ready to you know, head out to head to Colorado, and um so, Zach, as you think about this grand story of a chapter in the Gospel of Luke, um, what what are some things that come to mind to you or, you know, what do you want to share as you think about this this conversation? Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm, I'm not going to read the scripture this week just because it's a super long story, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it for our folks who aren't um, familiar. The prodigal son comes in in the chapter of Luke in the, in a series of three stories, three parables that Jesus tells, um, about lost things. Um, we have, he tells a story, um, about a lost coin and, uh, a woman looking for a lost coin, just tearing up her house and celebrating when she finds it, uh, tells a parable about a shepherd, um, having a hundred sheep, losing one, uh, going off to find the one and celebrating with the others when come home. And if, if those two stories weren't enough, he tells this long story about the uh, prodigal son, uh, a younger son who uh, goes to his dad, wants to claim his inheritance and, and go do with it what he wants. His dad obliges. The son goes and wastes everything, uh, gets to the point where he's um, has nothing left but to uh, work with pigs, and eat the eat the trash uh, slop that they're eating. And decides, hey, my dad's my dad's servants have it better than this. I'm going to go home. All the while, uh, the dad continues just to kind of hold on to hope that his son will return. And uh, as the son comes home, uh, dad sees him from a distance, runs to meet him, uh, and and the son starts in. You know, I, I, I've messed up. I'm coming home. I'll be a servant. And and the dad stops him and just simply says, "My son's home. You know, let's throw a party." Uh, you know, and, and begins to gather people and to celebrate, much like the other two parables. And what's really the big difference in in this story is the other two is you have the older son who is still out working the fields, comes home to a party, and it's like, "Why are we partying?" And it essentially ends with the dad uh, speaking with the older son of, "Your brother was lost; he was dead. He, now he's home." You know, he was he was once dead. Now he's alive. Um, this is cause for celebration. You know, and the older son's like, Dad, I've always been here. Where's my party? And he's like, Son, you, you have everything. You all that I have is yours. Um, and and it's really this interesting. It, it's this parable about grace, right? Um, about forgiveness and about this dad welcoming his son in, who was like, You're dead to me. I want my things. Let's go, and comes home. But you also have the older son. In, in a conversation about resentment and forgiveness and, and things for him too. And so it's this big, big story um, that I think a lot of times we as people get lost in because we want to be 
we want to be the dad, right? We want to be the one uh, welcoming home the son. But we often forget that sometimes we're the prodigal son, the son that leaves. Uh, and oftentimes we're the son who's grumpy about his brother coming home. And so there's a, there's a lot, a lot, lot in this story to unpack. And I mean, I don't know, I would argue you could do a four or five week sermon series on it in just this story and pull the variety of things and, and, you know, and lessons and, and just stuff out of it week after week. Well, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a, um, I think it's a good reminder that no matter what, you can always go home. Uh, in some situations, not all situations, you should go home. I, and, and I acknowledge that, but um, I think in, in the, in the spiritual sense, you know, God will definitely always welcome us home no matter what. And that's what grace looks like. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you've been tending to the field for all that long, or you've been out uh, doing the things that uh, the other son was doing. Um, he's still going to welcome you home. And I agree with you. This would be a fun, you could do a fun sermon series with this, just looking at the perspectives of each character and the, the story and, and just, you know, Hey, you know, we're all at some point in our life, we're all in this, like we have been, we're in all three situations. Um, And I think that that's always something to talk about and share about, because if not, then like, you know, you definitely are going to find yourself, you know, you know, in a, in a weird spot. Um, I, I always, this story, I don't know. I, I have a love hate relationship with the story because it's always used on father's day. And I just don't think it's a great one to use for father's day. And yes, I do recognize that Sunday's father's day and happy father's day to those that are fathers and all that jazz that you say with that stuff. Um, you know, you know, whatever, um, the hallmark hallmark wishes you well. Um, uh, um, but I always find it interesting that like within the story that the idea that he was lost and he is found, I mean, that's like the last sentence in verse 32 there that, you know, he was lost and is found. I always wonder, he, he wasn't really lost. He was just misguided or not making good decisions. Or, I mean, like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that term. I don't like the idea of lost and then found because he he was really gone and then came home. (laughs) Right. But, but in the, in the, in the context of the other two stories, right. So it works, but, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't even know if misguided is right. Cause we all go through that and, and yeah, several times in our life, right. Adolescence, midlife crisis, you know, we venture out beyond current box we live in and and that's definitely what i see in this younger son you know contextually him asking his dad for his inheritance is just i want you're dead to me i want my things let's go right i mean there's a huge contextual piece there but at the end of the day he just i think he wants to spread his wings and fly and see improve himself right much like most younger children (laughs) who live in the shadow of you know, their dads, their brothers, or uh, sisters, or whomever, right? Um, and, and that comes from my perspective as a, as the youngest in my family of, well, let me do this, right? Um, I can I can prove uh, prove my worth. <laughs> See, this is why I don't like this story, because there's no real middle child. And, like, maybe there was, and he just doesn't get mentioned. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I, I totally relate to it. 
<laughs> that's what I'm doing. There, I, I, I am reading into this saying that there was a middle child and he's just so forgotten that he's just not even mentioned in this story because that's just the way the world works for middle children. Um, always has, always will. Always will. <laughs> I mean, cause, I mean, they even uh, use the words older and younger and like, maybe that's it. Maybe the middle child's the kid that like, we don't talk about him. He left. <laughs> His name was Bruno. That would, be, that would be a really fun thought experiment to interject a middle child into the story. <laughs> well, there is. There is Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> he left. <laughs> That's why, oh, that's see, that's funny. why he was so hesitant on giving him his inheritance because Bruno left and never came back. I got it all laid out. Like I, I, I uh, as the middle child, I'm definitely reading in this lot better. Than, than <laughs> Change your perspective. <laughs> I love it. Hopefully, uh, if you're preaching this this Sunday, good luck. <laughs> good luck. We're sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, 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 this is, you know, this is a classic story, and um, you're right, Zach. I think in the sense of of the idea of grace, that it's definitely there, and it's a great space mm-hmm. for us to be um, thinking about uh, in this day and age. Like, who are some people that you need to welcome home if they came home, and mm-hmm. in in healthy ways? Like, you know, there's obviously some abusive relationships that that should never occur, but I also think that there are times where you can say, you know, man, I, I, I'm sorry, and like, yeah, you can come home. I think, yeah, you know, when, when I preach this, I'll, I'll this be the last thing I say, but I want to share this story. Um, when I when I preach this or talk about this or talk about moving to Montana um, five years ago, six years ago, I was, I was talking to my dad. We lived in New Mexico at the time. And I was like, Dad, I think we're going to move to Montana. Um, but I'm not sure it's a long ways home. We've never been north of Denver. What do I do? And he was like, we were talking on the phone. And he's like, you know, we, we always, he's like, I live in the same town I grew up in. Um, we never moved. And he's like, I don't know that that's, that was the right thing to do. You know, we had opportunities, we passed on them. It, it is what it is. He's like, but he's like, go. Um, you have a beautiful opportunity to go do something that I never got to do. Um, go. And if you don't like it, you can come home. You can always come home. Uh, and he's like, but I don't think you're going to want to, uh, and I'll, I'll never, never, ever forget that. And just that, not the permission, but the encouragement to, to go, to explore, to fail, to succeed. Right. And, and whatever it is that comes out on the back end of it, you can always come home. Uh, and that was huge. That was just huge for us of, Hey, we know you're you're going to be two days away, and we don't love that because of grandkids and because of you guys. But go, um, go, because you always have a place here. And yeah. I really, I try to share that with as many people as I can. Just as a, there's always somewhere to come home to, wherever home is for you. Yeah, and I think that I'm I'm in the same boat. Is that mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, I'm getting ready. I mean you know, Monday morning, we, you know, the big move. And, um, you know, the hardest thing for me has been, uh, you know, this is the first time I'm really living outside of Oklahoma. Um, You know, and living in Northeast Oklahoma, I felt like I was always in Missouri, Arkansas, or Kansas, just because it's the way I was. But like, it's different when like, you know, when I see Colorado on things, 
I have a Colorado driver's license, you know, like that sort of stuff. And, and even now with a, um, moving off the reservation, like I'm now will be moving off the reservation, which is a whole different perspective. But knowing that there is that opportunity, I, I can come home. At least I hope <laughs> I can. If my family says no, then I'm just stuck. But um, Well, you can come to Montana. We'll make that home for you. <laughs> No, because you'll just move south to Colorado. I know how that will work. <laughs> you'll get a plush from <laughs> South Colorado or something. Um, I'm still I got I've got therapy today to work through that R issue. So just perfect. <laughs> you may get a phone call from me later today with my therapist, like bringing you in on our on that part of therapy today, because I'm still still working on still working through that. So that's fair. <laughs> um, you know, I encourage you just to dive into it. Let us know what you think um, on our website. However, you know, however you want to connect with us, you can through the. Inst- through social medias and all that stuff. Um, we've got some really good stuff uh, on the website at beardedtheologians.com. Uh, feel free to check us out. Um, so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.